Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on the way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're working with our students in the community who are deep within the process of building their own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who have stood where you are and on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you will have the results like some of the stories we're about to share. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. With that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Molly here. I'm Founders Community Manager and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Leah who is one of our Start and Scale students and she's made an incredible brand called Destiny Drive that sells manifestation journals. She was able to sell 250 units in just five months. She shares so much wisdom and I'm excited to talk to her so let's just jump in. Hi Leah, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit more about your business. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So my name's Leah and my business is called Destiny Drive. And basically my hero product, the Destiny Drive, is a manifestation journal, which is a 26-day manifestation journal. And it's a bit of a a self-development and self-care challenge. So for those that have maybe heard of the 75 hard, which is all about you know, doing two exercises a day and pushing yourself to the limits, doing a a strict eating diet, all those sort of hard things. I like to think that my journal is like the 26 soft. So it's a challenge, but it's not as intense. And I'm also a big um, advocate for half-assing it. So it's one of those things where you don't have to do it perfectly. If you miss a day here or there, you still get a lot of benefit out of it. And essentially the way it works is that there's all different tabs inside. And at the start, you have some life assessment tools where you basically sit down and you do what I call a backward bucket list. And you see where you've been, what have you achieved in your life already up to this point? And it could be places you've traveled or courses you've studied or anything you've achieved. And then you're really setting yourself up to be like, all right, great. I'm feeling pretty grateful where I am and I want to continue to grow. And then there's a few other life assessment tools where you just split your life into different categories and I um, do them in flower pots. So you first draw how you feel about your career or your connection or your love life and you draw flowers that represent those parts of your life. And then at the end of the 26 days, you come back and see how those flowers have maybe blossomed after doing the 26-day challenge because it's essentially just the same routine for 26 days. And it's just about embedding like positive habits and positive behaviors, like every day expressing gratitude and simple things like making your bed every day and drinking water, like really easy things to do. And if you do them all consistently for a while, then you build up um, quite a lot of positive habits and then you're, you're on track towards your goals. And part of the, um, the people that buy the journal, they get access to a Facebook group it's called the Destiny Drivers Facebook group and we all support each other. And once a season, I do like a group challenge together where we all start day one on the journal on the same day. And then we all encourage each other because you sort of, you know, you lose a bit of momentum midway, but then I have a prize for someone that's participating. So we all push through and do the 26 days together. 
So I'm currently in the middle of one of them. We're up to day 23, and that will be ending on this weekend. And the other cool thing about this journal challenge is um, I have another product, which is like a surprise crystal pouch. And basically, you can't open this till the end of the 26 days. And the crystals will be different for everybody. So you don't know what you're going to get. And this was sort of inspired by the Start and Scale course. Um, I remember Greta talking about the fifth watches where it was, you know, on the fifth of every month. And it was something about that one day making it a bit more unique and a bit more exclusive. So this is on the 26th day only you can open this. And then also along those sort of lines, I do a giveaway on my Instagram on the 26th day of every month because it's all about 26-day challenge and sort of getting that number focused on because good habits, they generally say, can take between 21 and 28 days. So for my business, it's all about the number 26. So I sort of got a bit of inspo from Greta in that regard. And yeah, my business has been open just shortly over a year. Um, we launched... Uh, during one of the COVID lockdowns. So I'm in Melbourne, so one of the most locked down cities in the whole world. And like probably a lot of businesses, um, the idea for the business started during lockdown. There was something about that first lockdown. I you know, gained weight, eating poorly, drinking too much, feeling very unmotivated. But then something about that second lockdown just really put a, a fire up me to want to lose weight and be healthier and have more positive habits. And that's kind of where the idea for the journal came from. So I was sort of incorporating little bits and pieces everywhere. So I had my weight loss tracker here and I was manifesting more money. So I had my money manifesto tracker over here. And then every night at dinner, I would meet with my husband and we'd talk about something we're grateful for. So all these little elements, I'd always wish they'd lived in one place. And then that's what sort of gave me the idea as well. So I realized that I needed a side business to be able to achieve all the goals that I wanted because I have, you know, capped income. There's only so much that you can do. So I wrote down in my journal, I am so grateful for the idea for a side business that's going to make me the money to live out my dreams. And I had no idea what my business was going to be at that point. And then it just came to me um, First, it started off as an idea for vision board starter kits because I'm right into vision boarding and things like that. And it's kind of tricky these days to do vision boards because magazines aren't really a thing anymore. Cutting out pictures is a bit tricky. So it took me a while to source all these different images from Pinterest and print them out. And I thought, that's a, a great idea. I'll make a vision board starter kit. But then I got a bit worried about the copyright of images if I make my own vision board magazine and the logistics of cork boards are quite big but then I was writing all about this in my journal and then I just thought well duh why don't I just make a journal and then I had that that horrible moment where I thought I had a great idea but then I realized the idea already exists and other people have the similar idea and in the the start and scale course um Greta does mention that and she says don't stress it means that people want your product if it already exists you still proceed you just have to have a point of difference and I think she gave the example of you know go to the shops and have a look at how many different loaves of bread there are like just because other people make bread doesn't mean you can't make bread as well and you just make it a bit different so I had that little setback where I thought damn it my good idea has already been thought of but then I went out and bought all the other manifestation journals that I could find 
And the best thing was I didn't like any of them. So they didn't meet what I thought was good in a manifestation journal. So like any good product, when you find a gap in the market, you make it yourself. So yeah, that's a little bit of a snapshot of where it all came from and a bit of about me and how it got started. Yeah, it's so, so many great elements to come together. And I think even having that really amazing story about you writing down the manifestation that you wanted and having a side hustle, it came to fruition. And that just shows the power of what you do and what you truly believe in and that you're passionate about it, which is also that great connection to a, you know, a business owner and their brand, which I think is really, really lovely. And you mentioned how before all of this, you didn't have a business, you know, you started starting scale and you really kind of found your feet there. What have you been doing prior or at the same time that made you kind of want to say, I want to start a side hustle? It's so weird because probably like two years ago, it was like it never would have crossed my mind to be a business owner. I always thought, you know, you have to sort of quit your job and take a big risk and invest a lot of money. And then it was even just knowing that a course like that existed made it seem more possible. Like there's a framework and you can follow the steps and anybody can do it when you put your mind to it. But then I, once I did sort of launch it, I did reflect back and I think I have sort of always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial flavor to me. So even, you know, as a child, I'd make little stalls at the front of my house to try and sell things. And I dabbled in like Avon and little things like that. And I even started my own like pet sitting business for a bit. So I guess it has always been a part of me, but I never really acknowledged it. And now that it, I have got a business, I can't imagine going back. And in a way, I want to sort of be the poster child for having a business, but also having a day job. And I don't really have any role models like that yet. So I I guess I'm trying to be that role model where I don't think you necessarily have to give up your day job to have a business. So my long-term goal is to reduce my hours in my day job, but I love having a day job. I feel like I can be like the Hannah Montana and get the best of both worlds. Like I love the human connection and being a team member and getting your super paid and not having to stress so much about that. But then at the same time, I love having my own business where I'm in total control and I can, I can scale it up or down. So I guess that's a good thing about the program as well. It's not just about starting a business, but it's about scaling it. And where my day job gets a little bit busier, I can scale it back in a way and not worry about it too much. And it, it just bubbles along in the background. But now I'm getting to a point now where I'm, I'm ready to scale it up again. And it's been about 12 months that I, since I did the course. So I'm ready to do it again with a fresh set of eyes and do the more scaling part, not the starting part. So it's, it's really flexible, the course, the way that you can manage it like that. Hmm. And I think it's really great, the perspective that you have not totally, you know, getting rid of that, that nine to five type job. But as you said, working around um, those hours and kind of molding it and making it wrong, which I think is really, really special as well. And I'd love to know how you from there got started. So you realized there was a gap in the market. There was a few other journals that you had used that weren't really hitting the needs. How did you go about actually creating the journal? What was that process like? Yeah. So first I got out pen and paper basically, and I got my own journal and I noticed that I had different sections that I wanted to, to journal in. So I first mapped out all the different sections that I think it needed. And then I, once I was pretty happy with the layout, I just whipped it up in like Canva just to, just to really be able to communicate it to a designer on this is the fields I want, this is the sections I want, this is the order of the pages, these are the tabs, all those type of things. And then 
I think I might have even posted in the starter scale group if anyone had any recommendations for a um, like a designer and someone reached out and this particular designer was really into manifesting as well so I felt like we clicked straight away she even had her own podcast about manifesting so I was like yep you're the person for me so then we just met I communicated what I wanted and then she sent me through the design and then as part of the course, Greta recommended to first do your product in Australia and then once you're happy with it, then do it overseas. So I, I did that. I first got it printed locally in Melbourne and the cost per unit was ridiculously high and my profit margins were very, very small to start off with. But it was good to sort of test that, is this actually something? And my first batch was 250 journals and I set myself the goal to sell it in six months just to see if you know, I actually had an idea here. And yeah, I did. So I sold, I met that goal like within five days. So I sold the six, uh, 250 journals just under six months. And then for my next batch of journals, then I decided to go overseas. And once you've got your physical product in your hand, it's a lot easier to communicate it to someone. Um, I had it manufactured in China to sort of say, you know, this is the type of paper that I want. I want the cover to be like this, the spine to be like this. So they're quite good at replicating something that exists but they can sometimes be a bit challenging to communicate a new idea from scratch. So then my next one, I doubled the order. So I got 500 journals printed and then I wanted to try and double my goal to then say, okay, I'm going to sell these 500 within the next six months. And yeah, by then I'd sort of got word of mouth out there, a lot of organic traffic coming through. I got a little bit better with Facebook ads and things like that. And I managed to do that goal again so now I'm in my just after my first year of business and my goal is to now triple that so I want to sell three times the amount of those journals and so far so what are we now March I'm already almost halfway towards the goal um, but luckily because I had one really big wholesale order that ordered 650 journals in one go so that really helped boost me towards this next goal for for this year which would then be hopefully selling the rest of them before the end of the year, which I feel like I'm, I'm on track and ready to get there. And my next sort of step is next month, I'm going to do my first market. Like, so that might be a little bit backwards for other businesses where some might start a bit small scale at a market and then go, you know, Australia wide and international, but I'm sort of doing that a bit backwards. I've never physically sold my product like face-to-face -to, -face to someone else. So that's going to be a bit of a challenge because I am quite an introvert and facing people and Pitching my product is going to be pretty challenging for me, but I'm pretty excited to give it a crack. It's really great that you've kind of taken that on too. And you, once you fall into the passion, I'm sure you'll be able to relate all those amazing, you know, things that can come from owning your product, which I think is really, really special. And so amazing also that you've managed to keep doubling those goals and you're setting yourself really great goals to aim for. I think that's also for anyone listening, that's a really great way to kind of keep yourself motivated when you are starting or when you have got a smaller business. So I think that's really amazing and commendable that you've been able to do that so, so quickly. And I would love to know also, so you have your product, you, you've gotten it made, you're really, really happy with the Melbourne version. How did you market yourself to begin with to even get that word of mouth started about your product? Yeah, so in the study and scale course, Greta recommended to try and have at least a thousand followers before you launch. And I really tried hard to get that first thousand. So I wasn't just sharing on my personal page saying, oh, can you please follow me? I was personally messaging every single person in my friend list. 
and I felt like you know a bit of a psycho saying oh hi I know we haven't spoke since prep but I'd really appreciate if you could follow me I'm really trying to build up my following so it took me a really long time to just get a thousand followers well not a long time really it's probably only you know four weeks or so but I took a lot of effort so I, I really focused on getting the Instagram to a minimum of a thousand before I launched and I think I only hit that goal one day before I decided to launch and then I was also building my email list at the same time so initially I just had my website shut down but you can put in your your email address to get you know first access and get a discount code so I think the email list is definitely really important because anything can happen to your Instagram or your Facebook but you you own your email list so I still now try to get a lot of um, new emails on the email list by having a pop-up that says if you put your email address in you get a discount code and you also get this free manifesting tool which is like a, a blank check that they can print out and write down how much money they want to manifest and at first I was a little bit cringy about pop-ups because I don't like them much as a consumer but it definitely works so there's some things like that where you just got to suck it up and one thing I know I need to suck it up is the the text message marketing I know that that's really good now and that's taking off because the chances of opening a text message is a lot higher than opening an email these days but I just haven't quite bitten that bullet yet where I know that I should and I'll get more people on board that way and I've also dabbled a bit in um, influencer marketing so I've done some paid influencers I've had one blue tick influencer but I didn't notice huge results from that but it's really good to at least have the content from that just to sort of have that social proof and I'm still always on the lookout for micro influencers that are often pretty happy just to share something in um, exchange just for product only. And I also think just getting in those subscription boxes has been a really good marketing activity as well. So whenever I have an opportunity to do something like that, I don't really, I try to keep my price as low as possible so that they're happy to in include me like it's below wholesale. Because I sort of treat that as a marketing activity because it's not just them reselling my product for a profit. It's basically just forcing new customers. Like they have my product, whether they they like it or not. So yeah, I definitely recommend to anyone if you get in subscription boxes, make sure that you do that for sure. It's a really good activity. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. Subscription boxes are massive, and the fact that you were able to get in more than one is really incredible. How did those opportunities arise? Was it you reaching out to them, or was it through networking? I'd love to know a little bit more. Yeah, it was me reaching out to them and I have reached out to a, a whole lot and only a few have said yes. And now I kind of, whenever I see a new one startup, I sort of follow them early and try to, you know, engage, get involved because really what you want is for when they get bigger to, to give their product. Because one subscription box, I think I jumped in a bit too early and they only needed 20 of my journals, which wasn't much. And I wish I waited a little bit longer because you can see the, their growth and month by month they get more and more 
orders and you really want to hit that sweet spot like that 650 journals was amazing like so definitely keep your eyes peeled follow them on instagram engage with their content and when the time's right just yeah put your hand up say i'd love to be part of this and try to make it as enticing as possible i try to do you know free shipping or even one didn't live very far away so i'm like i'll drop it off make it easy for them because subscription boxes their profit margin would be challenging as well they need to keep the cost per product right down for it to be of value to them so yeah a lot of them I just do basically at cost price because it's really just a marketing activity for me Mm -hmm. and helping get that word of mouth and awareness for your brand which is such a great idea to do and I think it's really great that you've had the initiative to reach out and really try and track down those subscription boxes as well and you touched upon earlier wholesaling as well is your products in uh, retail stores and amazing things like that yeah, I'm in two physical stores, but they're quite small novelty type stores. So it's not like any huge Kmart or anything like that. Um, and I have my um, business listed on, I think it's called Trader or Trader, which is basically a wholesaling platform where you can scope out to see other people's wholesale items and what they have available. And that's been really good. People, um, I also have like crystal pens and they seem to be pretty popular wholesale. And then what I do when I give them the crystal pens, they come in like a little box. And what I do is I pop in a little bit of paper and I say, oh, you can have a free digital download of the manifestation journal if you go to the website and put in this code. So then I'm sort of looping them back and then I get them back into the website. They have to give me their email address. And then also once they've downloaded the digital version of the journal, two days later, they get like a discount code for a physical upgrade. So if they want to then get the physical journal, they save like 20%. So in a way, it's kind of like a bit of a funnel for me where I can get more customers in and try to get more people purchasing the physical journal directly from my store as well. Mm, That's so amazing because I know you've had some um, amazing results in terms of return customer rates. Would you like to also tell us a little bit more about that? Because I know that you, you have quite a high turnover. Yeah, and I think that's been one of the biggest things that surprised me. Um, Some of my customers have bought seven or eight journals and I've been open just over 12 months and I haven't even completed that many journals myself. Like for me, I always thought it might be like once a season. So you you do your 26 days and then you're feeling pretty good and then you're ready to review your goals and up-level again and again. So it just blows my mind. I think, yeah, my best customer has had eight orders and sometimes people order like five journals in one order. And that just blows my mind as well. So they're either setting themselves up for the next, you know, five months or whatever, or they're getting a bunch of their best friends and they're all doing the journaling together. So I've been really surprised about the return rate actually. And I did consider for a bit to do my own subscription box and to maybe have the journal sent out, you know, once every quarter or things like that. And I did have um, a discussion with a subscription box expert to try and sort of work out the logistics of it, but I've sort of parked that for now. But it might be something that I'll, I'll pick up in the future because there seems to be people that, yeah, are happy to do the journal again and again. And I, one of the, the main negative feedback that I get is, I wish it was for longer. Like, why is it only 26 days? I don't, I don't get that side of it. So I am in the very early stages of now designing like a 12-month manifestation planner so now I'm buying everybody's planners and trying to figure out what works best and what do I like and what don't I like because I don't want to just put another planner on the market. I want to do similar to what I've done with this journal, find the gap and find what's missing and find what I would actually use myself. 
so that when I'm ready to launch it, it's not just a generic 12-month planner with, I don't want it just to be the 26-day journal times 365. I want it to be something unique so I can still keep this product and have it as another product that would supplement it, basically. Mm, and I think that's really great how you're trying to differentiate between, you know, that feedback that you're getting, but also keeping true to, to the purpose of what your product is and having that USP for your main 26-day journal, which I think is really great. And I think it's also really cool how you've related it to almost like a different aspect of the 75 hard because that went crazy during COVID times. And a lot of people, as you mentioned, you know, might've gone through cycles of change with all that was happening in the world and, and wanting to help themselves get through it. Did you find that launching your brand in COVID really, really helped you because it became more of a, I guess, a forefront thing that people were trying to do, look after themselves, mental health, wellness, and manifestation? Yeah, I reckon I hit the timing really well. And especially even just the term like manifesting, like even though I first heard it back when The Secret was a thing in 2006, I feel like it's really become like mainstream now and just everybody talks about it and it's not crazy to have crystals anymore and, and to do full moon rituals. Like a lot of these things have just become mainstream and I feel like I got really lucky with when I launched my business that people were sort of open to that. I still get, you know, some criticism from family members thinking I'm like some kind of weird witch or something like that. But even the, the search term manifestation journal, when you check out like Google trends, like it just rocketed in 2020 for some reason. I think everybody was reevaluating their life and their values and they don't want to work nine to five anymore. They want to live like a stress-free life and just getting clear on their true core values. So definitely hit the sweet spot with that for my launch date I think yeah I couldn't agree with you more I know my own personal experience the term manifestation and as you mentioned crystals and everything like that especially on TikTok it was just shown to me all the time and I think it's really really great that you were able to launch at such a pivotal point in a lot of people's lives and really really help them with that especially with your 26 day challenge as well and I'd love to speak to you more about now going into different product ranges because I know on your website you have quite a few different products, which is so amazing. How has it been the shift between having one product, then you know creating your bonus crystals, and then creating your pens, and now your mist and everything like that? How has it gone from having one product to several? Yeah, so one interesting thing that I noticed was, so I always knew I wanted more than one product, really just so that I could encourage people to purchase more to get free shipping to boost up my average order value. Um, so I did a bunch of different calculations and in the start and scale course, um, they talk about being really clear on your numbers, like what is your actual cost per product? And I was so glad I really did crunch the numbers on all of my products because initially I was going to say free shipping for $50 or more. But then when I worked out a few different combinations that they could have purchased to equal that $50, I'd be going backwards. So I was really glad to get quite clear and have a spreadsheet and tracking out every different combination that they could spend $50. And then it made me realize it has to actually be $60 to be able to get the free shipping for me, not to be losing money with each sale. And one interesting thing that I found, um, so I've got the, the crystal pen and initially I only had um, the amethyst one and that is still like the best seller. But what was interesting and what happened was when I initially just had one pen to choose from, it sold okay, but not amazing. But then as soon as I launched two other varieties of pens, so I had three different crystals to choose from, then the, the sale for pens went up. And it reminded me of, I think I probably learned it back in like my marketing degree or even high school. There was a case study about, you know, vending machines. And 
you know, you see Coke and Pepsi vending machines next to each other, and you'd think that having the two competitors would decrease the value across both. But something about it makes people spend more on both of them because your question isn't, do I want a Coke? It's, do I want a Coke or a Pepsi? So the question for mine was, oh, do I want to add a pen to my journal? It wasn't yes or no. It was, which pen do I want? So then they have the choice of one of three. And even though they still keep choosing the Amethyst one, that's still the most popular one, it definitely boosted the sales across the board. And then also I found creating bundles was quite popular as well. And one of the bundles I have, actually I've got two bundles, and they both have a product that you can only purchase inside the bundle. So I do often get questions like, oh, I just want the tumbler or oh, I just want those affirmation cards. I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, it's only in the bundle. Like they often get a bit disappointed, but that's a bit of a, a marketing tactic, I guess, to get that average order value up. And I just know for myself as a consumer, I've fallen for that plenty of times. Like I've seen bundles and I just really want that one thing. And I just end up buying the whole bundle instead. So yeah, so I have expanded my range quite a bit, but now I'm sort of feeling like I want to almost strip it back. So I want to make my my website a bit more focused purely on the journal itself because I'm thinking I'm sort of muddying the water a little bit by having a little bit too much to choose from at the moment. So I'm, once I've sold out of the bundles, I've only got two left in one of them, so it won't be, be very long. I want to then strip it back and then focus more on the paper products. So hopefully have the 12-month um, planner. And I also wouldn't mind like a little, kind of like a little to-do list type thing, but for like bedtime to sort of do a bit of a, a brain dump and write down your dreams and things like that. Because then I can sort of explain my business as spiritual stationery. And I think that kind of sums it up nicely. Whereas now when people say, oh, what is your business? And I get a lot of, you know, cold calls saying, oh, are you a pen shop? I'm like, no, I'm not a, a pen shop because I'm, I'm not very good at clearly articulating what it is that I, I offer. So I'm stripping back some of the products, going to get really good at doing it again and then work on expanding it because long, long term, I would like to be known as like the manifestation shop and it's the one-stop shop for all things manifesting and spirituality. But for now, I'm going to strip it back and just really refocus on it. Mm, and I think it's really great that you've had that self-reflection upon your journey and your short journey. It's only been a year that, you know, you really want to get clear on what it is that you're after. And it's not just about the dollar figures and things like that, but what it really means to you and that connection aspect to your customers and your community as well, especially having that Facebook group and, and having, you know, everything tied to the 26-day journal and the small things you can do to have a greater impact. I think that's really, really special and really unique about your product in particular. And uh, working towards wrapping up, I'd love to hear more about your customer feedback in terms of when you do your 26-day journal, do you get a lot of feedback? Do you get a lot of social proof that you continue to use to help spread more awareness for your brand? Yeah, and I found that the the Facebook group is amazing for that, um, especially when I'm doing these group challenges on the 26th day. I just want to say, you know, how how's it gone? What, what have you liked about it? And that's just amazing to take those little snippies to, to capture everything that they've said. And then also every month I do a giveaway on the 26th. And one way to enter that giveaway is to leave a review either on Google or directly on the website. So that's really helped boost up those reviews on the website as well. And yeah, I definitely take on board all the feedback. So when I first sold the 250 journals and I was in a place to print more at a different print room, I 
surveyed everybody that had a journal already and said, you know, what worked, what didn't work, and actually made quite a lot of changes to the first version of the journal. And now that I've had, you know, many more people do it again, once I get towards the end of this amount of journals that I have, I'm going to do the same thing. So it's kind of become like the people's journal, like everybody's incorporated their feedback and yeah, you can really make different iterations of the product and just keep improving it and keep making it better. And I love keeping my old copies of the old, or even my dodgy handwritten one, just to see the evolution of it and how it just keeps improving and getting better. It's really fun to reflect back on. Definitely. I can see how far you've come in a year. I can't imagine where you're going to go in two years, three years, or even six months, which is so, so exciting. And that leads me on to my next question. I know you've touched upon a few product ideas that you want to do in the future, but are there any other goals that you want to achieve in the short term, in three months, in six months that can help grow Destiny Drive? Yeah. So my next one is, um, I'm wearing it now, I don't know if you can see it. It's like an affirmation cup. Um, and the affirmation says, content as is, eager for more, because that's kind of my, my life motto. Like, you shouldn't manifest from a place of desperation. Like, you shouldn't be like, I hate my job. I hate where I live. I hate my life. It should be like, everything is amazing. I am content, but I am eager for more. So I've had these designed and made, but I just want to trial it for like a month just to make sure if the quality is good. So I've been, you know, washing dishes, playing with my son, all those kind of things. So this will be the next product. And I'm still dabbling with the idea of having this available for sale, but also having it as a an upsell. So I already have the free shipping at $60, but I've been thinking about what if I say if you spend $100, then you get the free affirmation cup to try and really boost that average order value to try and make that much, much more higher. And then my next short-term goal is um, I'm going to do a collaboration with like a fitness company. So speaking of that 75 hard, they have like a 28-day fitness challenge. And um, she reached out and it sort of aligns really well because so I have the 26-day manifestation journal challenge. We can do it a day at the start and a day at the end, sort of planning and reflecting. And then that would equal 28 days. And then that's going to be more focused to like the UK. So their time zones and it. So it's, we can sort of collaborate and connect our two demographics. So I've got you know, the mindset and the manifesting people and she's got the fitness and the health people and we're going to combine forces and, and do like a joint challenge just after Easter when everybody's feeling a bit blah after too much chocolate. So that'll hopefully boost it up. And then, yeah, I do want to get into the market. So I'm doing the small markets for now, which are just a bit more local, but I want to get into like the Mind, Body and Spirit Festival and the really larger markets costs a lot more money to have a stall there. So I want to make sure I'm good at it first. And I'm actually keen to get some people that are really good Destiny Drive customers to help me with those markets because people seem to talk about my product better than I can. So even like my tagline on the website at the moment is, you know, it's really hard to explain, but it's just a really good experience. Like I really struggle to communicate how good it can be. And it's kind of one of those things you just got to try it and then you'll love it type thing. So really want to just get better at promoting it and get better at promoting it to the right people. Yeah, definitely. I can only imagine where you will go, especially with the markets. I think that's a really great way to connect with people, as you've mentioned. And there's so many exciting things with that collaboration as well with health and fitness and getting your your, your mind fit and healthy as well, which is really, really important and seeing where you can go. And um, my last question and my favorite question of all is if there's anyone listening to your episode thinking, I really want to do a small business or I really want to kind of pour into my passion, what would be the advice that you would give to them? 
I just give the advice that it might not be as hard as you would think. And you could get a bit carried away by all these bros that say, oh, I make 100K months and things like that. It doesn't need to be like that. Like it can be easy. It can be fun. It can feel like a hobby. It doesn't have to feel like work. So as long as it's something that you like doing, then you're going to love doing it. Like there's no, there's no pressure to quit your job and take this huge risk and stress about it. Because then if you're coming at it from that perspective, I don't think you're going to flourish as well. Like for me, it's all about that, that content as is, but eager for more. As long as you're happy with how it currently is, you're going to get more. Your abundance is going to grow and grow and grow. So, yeah, and I think definitely follow the footsteps of someone that's already done it. That's why a course like this is so handy because you've got the steps to follow and things to guide you along the way and just the knowledge, even just something as simple as I had no idea that conversion rates is standard to be like 2%. If I didn't know that and I launched my business and I had 100 people look at my website and only one or two person bought, I would feel devastated. But now I think, nope, that's right on track. I just got to get more eyes on the website and then we're going to get more sales. So it's just about arming yourself with the knowledge, following the right steps and just not putting too much stress on yourself. You can do this and have a normal social life and a day job if you want to. Amazing. I could not agree with you more. You've gave... You've given, sorry, such great advice and uh, your your products are amazing. I can't wait to see your, where you'll go in the future. But thank you, Leah, for sitting down and talking with me today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want to access the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com or head to the link in the show notes.